All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. This is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike. And like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at the new Suicide Squad, which is the new DC WB comic book movie that just came out. Let me play a clip from the trailer and we'll be back. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. You're flinching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't... Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission weren't more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in or out? Good. Let's meet your team. It's okay, I'm not okay. Each member is chosen for his or her own completely unique set of abilities. I need to feel the raindrops on my head, on my head. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Had to go number two. Good to know. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? No. No. All right. Let's get it. All right, Rich. Uh, let's start off with uh, the cast. There's a big cast. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the cast. Okay. Uh, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn, along with uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, and uh, also joining him in this new episode is Idris Elba, John Cena, uh, uh, Viola Davis, Jai Courtney. Peter Capaldi, uh, David Desmalchian, Danielle Melkor, and Sylvester Stallone as the voice of King Shark. <laughs> well, yeah, this is written and directed by uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn, who's who's hopping from Marvel to DC. I don't know. Do you think he has a little more control with this film? Yeah, Did he have more control? Yeah, he was given more control because he was coming off of Marvel's big hits. So, and DC was desperate for something, someone with a name, and uh, they they decided to to gamble on him, and uh, uh, and he obviously had something to prove. So, mm-hmm. he he made the best script he could, and uh, he's he he brought out a good movie. Yeah. So this is the the Suicide Squad, which is it's a soft reboot, but it's also a sequel. Do do you think people need to see the first one to get the, to understand this one? You don't have to, but I mean, you can. Yeah, I mean, uh, unlike most people, I appreciate the first one. I, I really liked the 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 first uh, two acts of it, but the third act did fall apart. And but all in all, it was a good movie. I mean, uh, the characters I liked. Yeah, I, I I'm a, also a Suicide Squad apologist. <laughs> I love uh, you know, like I'm a big fan of David Ayer's films. And, well, uh, I mean, the, the movie does have like a lot of flaws. Like the the, oh, the yeah. first act, the, the first act is a complete mess. I mean, the the, the editing in that movie is is uh, is fascinating <laughs> to well, say the least. I I really love. But I but I but I know what you mean because like when mm-hmm. I when I saw Suicide Squad in theaters, like I absolutely hated the movie. But on the the second time, I was able to like appreciate everything that worked about the movie all the character stuff it's it's right. not a terrible movie if you mm. can keep past like all the all the bad editing and, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the, you know, the stories that a uh, studio came in and re-edited the film. That's why David Ayers has been trying to get this director's cut out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember rewatching the movie like a year ago and I go, wow, that first hour is still pretty strong to me. I, yeah, I kind of yeah. love the, the, the introduction of all the characters, Harley Quinn and all, and, uh, yeah, Will Smith. me too. Will, Will Smith. I mean, he, he was a pivotal part. I mean, uh, dead uh, shot. Yeah. 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 And also like his, all, those guys backstory, we get to learn some of those stuff. Uh, with those characters, well, not so much Rick Flag. That <laughs> I mean, well, well, as the, the Enchantress, the girlfriend. That's the only. only yeah, that's part the that. probably the, the worst part of the it, movie. The whole kind of third act, which is kind of, it, it felt like it was patched on and it was reshot. Well, that was also all reshot. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I think what James Gunn did with the this his version of the Suicide Squad, he, he was able to streamline the whole kind of concept. And uh, what is the official synopsis for this movie, Rich? Uh, the government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others, to the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle on a search-and-destroy mission, with only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. Um, so let's get into our kind of first reactions to the movie and then we'll have a kind of open discussion later on with spoilers, but this first part will be non-spoilers. Uh, let me start by saying something kind of positive, uh, which is the direction. I think James Gunn has proved himself to be a really good director and with each movie he has gotten better. And I kind of really love his visual style in this movie. It's very compelling. And I think with this movie, it's it it seems that he was much more comfortable. It seems like he was he felt at ease directing this kind of. I mean, this is a really big comic book movie with a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. set pieces. There are a lot of uh, characters. Uh, there's action sequences, visual effects, big uh, visual effects, and he kind of brought them all together in a cohesive manner that feels very unified. It's like this is a unified vision here. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't feel like it's done by many studio departments or even done with many studio notes. And it, it, it just feels like a James Gunn movie. It feels like his one vision. And uh, uh, I have to say that that's probably the best thing about the movie because um, you don't get that with something like Black Widow. I mean, the yeah, director on or that any Marvel movie, really. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, you know, with Black Widow di- director Kate Shortland, to me, felt like she was only there to kind of you know, work with the actors and do the acting scenes and everything else was done by other departments. And here, this feels like James Gunn was very much a part of all the departments, all all the things about this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing about the movie. To do, I do have problems with the film because I don't, you know, when I was came in and watching it, I thought, you know, a lot of people were saying this is going, this is the best movie or best comic movie in all of time. And I, that was the that's the biggest problem with the movie, right? How much some critics overhyped it before yeah. we went to go see it. Yeah, well, not it's, a not, lot, as, it's not as overhyped as Jungle Cruise, though. I, I, no one's no one's saying Jungle Cruise is good. I don't know where you keep getting that from. Everyone, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten everyone, tomatoes, everyone, man. everyone on Rotten Tomatoes is saying it's mediocre. I don't know where you're getting this from. The, it's very the percentage. It's the very percentage, ang- man. It's very angry that they got a good uh, audience audience score. But I mean, oh, know, okay, the audience score. <laughs> but the Suicide Squad, it's different. Where I think the the first initial reviews was not just positive. They were saying that this is you know you know, one of the great films of all times. And I, 
it doesn't live up well, to that. Yeah, they they were they were saying it's the best comic book movie since The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's it, what a lot of people are saying, and a lot of audiences are saying that as well. And um, it's it's not that at all, but it's it it is no, we definitely still have, a, it we, is definitely a really good comic book movie, and it is fresh. It's because it, it, it like James Gunn has been saying that he wanted to go for like a classic war film uh, type of superhero movie, and. I'm sure that's what he was going for, but it really kind of feels like a like a a Rambo or Predator Expendables type of uh, superhero movie, and that's different. That's fresh. You know, we've never gotten a comic yeah. book movie that has those vibes. Yeah. So I think he d he definitely made something really special with this movie, but at the same time, it's basically like an Expendables movie with superheroes. <laughs> like it's not it's not so it's not corny. revolutionary. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I do I do really like the movie. <laughs> and I think the first Guardians film was his best film james gunn's best film still i mean I yeah that one and, and and slither probably a close second <laughs> okay um and, and it is a r rating and it's the i guess you could say it's a hard r rating i mean of course yeah. yeah there's some guts i mean in but there. it I, I still like it better than the deadpools i mean I disagree because one of my big problems with this movie is because uh, I don't think it's that funny. I laughed a couple times, but not as much as I would have liked. And the big gag that this movie's that I feel this movie's constantly trying to do, I feel Deadpool two did a million oh. times better with the with the helicopter yeah. X Force sequence. Yeah, yeah. That scene I think it's funnier than anything in this movie. It, they really caught me off guard with that. They even like shot sequences just for the trailer to really throw you off. <laughs> and I thought I thought the way they handled that. And uh, Deadpool, t the way, yeah, I thought what Deadpool d 2 did with the helicopter X4 sequence was just absolutely incredible and just was a lot more effective ver version of what James Gunn was trying to do with this movie. Yeah, I, okay, I, so, I, so you thought that was a funnier scene, much more than anything in the, but, in the Suicide Squad. But it's just that James Gunn tries to do that same joke oh, a I lot. Uh, okay, uh, I got you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I, I think yeah. the problem I have with the film is, is the humor, but I... I the good thing about about it is that it doesn't get in the way with with what he's trying to say and he does bring you know in like all his movies he brings this type of heart which you don't you know you don't i don't think you get in the in a deadpool movie you don't get his I think type you do i think but i think both i think both deadpool one and two delivered in heart I and mean, i was i wasn't even expecting deadpool to deliver <laughs> to deliver on heart but but it did i in my opinion okay um, uh, i didn't but, um, get that much but, but i thought but i think this one did as well but right. um but i i think deadpool one though had 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 i mean that whole movie was all heart because i think because it was probably such a low budget movie you know they had to balance it in the way but but let's not talk about deadpool <laughs> yeah yeah, well, Rich, what's your what was your thoughts on on the Suicide Squad this this version? Well, uh, I liked uh, Guardians. I like James Gunn, of course. I mean, uh, Guardians Two was a little more flawed than this one for sure. Um, but James Gunn, being James Gunn, I knew he was going to bring all his friends aboard, and uh, of course he does, especially <laughs> Michael Rooker and uh, and his brother Sean. And um, I, I could appreciate it because they were they all showed up and even uh, Nathan Fillion and they 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 had their it's their their small parts but they were they were good parts mm -hmm. I mean yeah and, and uh, uh, he had a lot to work with as far as characters go and mm -hmm. and we did see a lot of the Expendables of the um, so uh, and I'm sure yeah. we're gonna see a lot of these characters back in in Peacemaker like I'm I'm sure. We're going to see a few of these characters, like not just John Cena. I have a feeling that a couple of them are going to be coming back. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're 
a lot a lot of our friends i mean i mean uh when uh john cena's out promoting it and and uh they, they do seem to get along i mean very well so yeah i, w- I wouldn't i wouldn't um be surprised about that all right so um let's get into our grade and then we'll open up for a more spoiler filled discussion so how would you grade this rich uh i'd probably give it a um yeah i liked it probably just as much as deadpool 2 i guess uh so probably b plus yeah uh raymond i'm i'm right below rich i go b Hmm. i will go a b minus uh b or b minus i i definitely recommend the movie but yeah, I, I maybe because people were hyping this movie, I, 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 you know, I probably would have to watch this again to really get a fair <laughs> grade. But right for well, right now, uh, to, be, to be fair, I think James Gunn was aiming for like a B. This is t- a total B movie. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't. I, if if you give it a B minus, I think that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I a mean, B movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that I do like about this movie, and but I do have you know some problems with uh, certain things that I think we'll we'll get we'll get to that yeah we'll talk about in the spoiler section yeah um but uh i do recommend it for theater watching uh, if you're a theater goer i mean uh just yeah the third act yeah i mean it's it's a really good movie to watch in theaters that's for sure and but if you could watch it safely safely. and uh (laughs) non-interrupted by people of you know the annoying squad So we recommend uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, it's available yep, now. To varying on, degrees, and yeah. it's available now in theaters and also on HBO Max. So go, please, uh, go watch it. Uh, so, spoiler warning here: we're going to dive into deeper discussion about the movie. And uh, so, let's let's begin. Uh, um, let's start with um, let's start with Harley Quinn because I I think that's maybe one of my gripes. Not that I don't like margot robbie as harley quinn in this movie i think she was perfectly fine i think maybe this is probably the best depiction of harley quinn in a since you know probably ever because i think it gets the whole kind of what you're just talking about live action right live action yeah yeah i haven't seen any of the cartoons or anything okay uh it's kind of uh uh it gets all the kind of the right parts of all the live action of depictions that we've seen with margot robbie but i think that I think her part in this movie could have been its own film. And I wouldn't mind if James Gunn goes off and makes a Harley Quinn film, because I think that that would be a perfect way for him to extend this DC relationship. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. And I hope so, because I think that was a good, the only only problem I have with it, it kind of, it it took away from the main storyline of this kind of, um, the core squad, which was, Bloodsport, uh, Peacemaker. Um, I, I see. I see where you're coming from because I, th- those characters definitely needed more time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of characters that. Um, well, we're in the spoiler section, but like for example, like Polka Dot Man, I really wanted a lot more of that character because I the character didn't really start to grow on me until like maybe like ten minutes before he died, and mm-hmm. you know that kind of sucked. And um, and there's a lot of characters like that where I just really would have liked a lot more of their relationships. But um, but at the same time, the Harley Quinn stuff was probably my favorite stuff in the movie besides Starro. Oh, okay. So um, I think the bigger problem is just he, it, James Gunn was balancing way too much. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's way too many characters. Yeah, that's why I said he couldn't, he couldn't really give everyone like their full due. I think they the the ones that counted uh, got it just enough. I mean, uh, I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, this is the last time we're ever going to see some of these characters, <laughs> and it's like, oh man, just a little bit more. <laughs> well, I definitely don't want to see any more of Pete Davidson's character, so <laughs> that's good. That's fine by me. Hey, let, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this, because um, I yeah, I thought you know Pete Davidson dying. Uh, that was funny. We were all expecting him to be one of the first ones to die. <laughs> yeah. But for, for myself, um, like this is a total nitpick, but I, I feel like it would have been a lot funnier if uh, Michael Rooker and Pete Davidson switched roles. Because I think it would have just been so funny to see Pete Davidson be the one that's scared and runs away and then see him get his hair, head get blown off. Oh. Hmm. But I don't yeah. know. And, and maybe Mike, for myself, Michael Roker being the snitch w makes more sense. But I don't know. What maybe do you guys not, think? Maybe not. It's a, it's a total nitpick, but. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe not the roles, but but maybe the deaths. The, yeah, because yeah, I, I don't see. Trying to say. I don't see tough guy in Pete Davidson at all. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so opening up the film, well, with Pete, Pete Davidson sitting on a chair, bouncing the ball, killing a bird. Well, I that mean, wouldn't I work mean, for I me. More, I meant. I meant more the death. The I meant more the death. More him, the the snitching. Because I didn't really buy. Um, I didn't buy Michael Rooker like running away, and I, and well, I just think uh, Pete Davidson what, uh, running away would have been like ten times funnier. Well, I guess that's the joke, right? I mean, I think yeah, we, I think that's that's James so, Gunn's type so. of writing for him. I, you know, yeah. I found that the weasel joke mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. I thought that was hilarious. Where yeah, he drowns in the first two first you know opening minutes of the film and i thought that was just funny because it's for it's very dark and it's <laughs> it sets up this idea that you know the suicide squad are really just this dumb you know they're working on with really dumb people you know the who's like amanda waller they're batman videos yeah uh, batman villains that's what they are what's amanda waller's uh team what's they what's that called that division uh, i don't i don't remember but it seems Ta like they're all task force task force task force x or something like that i thought that was the suicide squad yeah that's like yeah. the official but i mean all that group it, it seems like they're just stupid and uh, i think that's the whole point they, they're trying to make that the I have, I have a lot of issues with those characters i i feel like what james gunn was tr trying to do was like i don't know he was trying to make some type of commentary but i feel the I feel like it kind of came off like a half-assed version of uh, the characters from the cabin in the woods. You know, the characters like oh, they were yeah. running all the things behind the scenes. Yeah, it was like this office aspect to government officials or something like that. Something like, yeah, like, but the writing wasn't quite there for me. I loved what he was trying to do, but uh, it just didn't quite get there for me. I, I, I wish it was a bit more like the the characters from the cabin in the woods. That was a, a I think a bit a bit more on point, but I, I don't know. I don't know this this whole movie to me felt like a, a actual comic book movie mm. so i mean sure oh, like a comic book come to life yes i mean sure it was like vertigo but it's the one that oh um, vertical comic line sure yeah uh, you know, the, the, like, you know a hitchcock <laughs> no 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 uh yeah i mean so um i appreciate that that way as well i mean because you know obviously joker didn't feel like a um a well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that was the point it was trying to yeah. steer away from that yeah uh, and birds of prey was 
atrocious to begin with <laughs> i i like birds of prey but i mean my favorite one of my favorite parts of this movie is harley quinn and that whole movie is harley quinn so i mean I'll, I'm, I'm gonna have a soft spot for it <laughs> <laughs> well to get back to what raymond was saying i do think that james gunn was trying to take some like satirical swipes at movies like rambo and predator and i think he was trying to say something about those films particularly because they were set in the reagan era and you know you know they had some like questionable political undertones with those movies and i think here he was you know because this is set in 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 uh, latin america or cultural maltese yeah yeah which is a fictional country and um uh, really i mean i i believe he was trying to say something make a comment on some of uh, america's history with uh or the u.s government's history with 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 latin america because we do have a terrible record if anyone knows about some of that stuff and you know he, mm -hmm. he you know he brings and i bring up rambo because rambo famously became a symbol of reagan's foreign policy at the time and i think this movie is trying to say you know yeah this is not one of those kind of pro reagan-esque uh action films that were popular in the 80s this is something different we're going to make some really kind of comment on how you know the u.s government is a, kind of had a bad influence on these foreign uh territories particularly in central america or latin america yeah and, and i i appreciate that the movies uh, at least tries to tries to comment on that i don't think it quite I, but it, i do think it yeah i yeah it doesn't quite get there it doesn't quite get there but i love that he tries to bring it up at the end of the day this is a kind of big action comic book movie and but the fact that he tries to uh, sneak these comments in there these kind of social comments i i think that was a good thing because you know we recently saw a movie called without remorse with michael b jordan <laughs> which had like horrible political uh, insight i mean that was about you know that was a retread of the cold war stuff and you know michael bay recently had uh, his his film six underground which had a really horrible political uh undertones about, and it was about a rich dude who you know started kind of his <laughs> own private military company and you yeah. know he went Starts off his own suicide squad yeah and he went off to you know they went off to uh, uh assassinate a, a dictator and uh and that that kind of that kind of happened in real life recently in Haiti. If everyone listen, you know, everyone heard the stories of Haiti recently, and it's like it's 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 horrible. It's terrible, you know. Like, uh, it, you know, like at least James Gunn had you know has better sense, and he was trying to say something about kind of these black ops, these off the book black ops operations in foreign countries that I I'm assuming he does not agree with, and he I think he part of this movie is you know. With the Rick Flag character, who's trying to redeem himself by exposing exposing this type of stuff, uh, just goes mm -hmm. to show that James Gunn was trying to say something about that. I know, and that, and because of that, I mean, they really made uh, Rick Flag, and that well, not just because of that, but because of a, a lot of things, a lot of changes made to his character. I mean, Rick Flag was like probably my favorite character in this movie after Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, I mean, in the if first, you're, if you if you're looking for that '80s Reagan era kind of conflict times. Uh, I, I was just watching Snowfall. John Singleton's uh, produced the late John, John Singleton's produced uh, series on FX, and uh, it's better than Too Fast, Too Furious. I I, I I know what you're talking about. In Snowfall, they it did have a, a the the CIA conflict, and then it dealt with the Contras and the uh, Noriega and stuff. But in this movie, uh, um, I think 
Rick Flagg was trying to, you know, he became a much more deeper character and he felt um, betrayed. I think, yeah, he definitely felt betrayed in this movie. And it seemed like Peacemaker was kind of playing Rick Flagg from the original film. He was someone who was more about taking orders, uh, doing the task. He was more yeah, about... Was, uh, but more like an extreme version of him or like a parody version of... Um, or a, a satirical version of, of his character from the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's definitely, like, you know trying to make america great again that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah he was definitely like someone who feels like he was a rambo uh parody or something like that i mean i let me say this i think john cena is terrific in this in this role yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know that's not the case in a lot of his films so certainly in his drama his <laughs> films where he's just playing uh uh when he's playing it straight i mean he, it, he's better when he's uh much more in a comedic role but when he has to play straight in this movie, like in the third act, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Like when he, the scene, the scene between him and Rick Flagg, I, I, that's the best acting I've ever seen John Cena do. <laughs> like uh, maybe John, maybe James, uh, James Gunn should just like always direct John Cena. <laughs> maybe that's why he's doing the Peacemaker show, right? He's like, wow, he, I was able to get such a great performance out of you. <laughs> we got to just continue this, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously John Cena is a superstar. So it's uh, most likely, I mean, it makes sense that he's going to have this spinoff series. Uh, and uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm actually quite excited to see it. Yeah. I, I would have preferred if they picked any other character though to make a spin-off series of. Oh. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. I would have picked it I would have preferred if they went with one of the characters that had died or something because well, we're never going to see them again. Mm. But they set him up they set him up, you know, where he's got he, he's in conflict with himself, so um they he has some kind of journey to go through now in his, yeah. in his mind, so they set it up good. Plus he's well, got Steve McGee or whatever to We'll see, but I mean, he killed Rick Flag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's got to is going to burden himself. So, you the, would think. The, I want I want to say that the one character that really surprised me was the Rat Catcher too. Yeah, and she's yeah. that's a star making performance there. And the, what's her name? Daniela Melchior. What, what's her name again, Rich? Uh, Daniela Melchior. So supposedly she's a portuguese actress and um she has done some soap operas over there this is kind of her first big film or at least in, yeah. in america or in hollywood and uh, she absolutely kills it as rat, rat catcher too and, uh, and while watching the movie i kind of asked myself um what did she do to get herself thrown into prison you know <laughs> or i'm talking about the character <laughs> know, now. Right? what was it that she did to that made you know made her get locked away with these super villains because she never came off as someone who i would who would do something that that terrible that it would would require like a uh, maximum security and and i guess i guess that i mean you I, raymond you were talking about this before we before we recorded that she feels like someone like a, a disney character yeah, she feels like a Disney princess. She's a mixture of uh, Cinderella and, and Sleeping Beauty. Cinderella because of the rats and Sleeping Beauty because she's constantly f falling asleep. <laughs> I, now, did, they, did they ever mention that uh, her father, Taika Waititi, Ratcatcher 1, is, is dead? I think so, right? I'm not, uh, we just know he's we, a villain. I, I guess we just assumed it's so. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume okay. he is. So he he could be out there with uh, for sequels or whatever. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I would have preferred. Uh, if, I, well, I guess she could she could come back in Peacemaker. Maybe yeah, something. But I mean, I would have preferred if she had her own show or um, 
uh, e- e- even um, uh, Javelin. <laughs> I, w- I would have liked a Javelin <laughs> show, or um, uh, Na- Nathan Fillion's character. <laughs> that would uh, maybe not in his own show for him, but <laughs> just to see him come back. <laughs> well, to, to go back to Ratcatcher too, um, you know, if if the Suicide Squad is a version of like the Breakfast Club. I think her character is Ali Sheedy and you know, Mm. where she's like this lovable basket case who didn't really have anything else, anything else to do. Yeah. And so she kind of sneaks in and volunteers for the Saturday detention. I thought (laughs) this is the same kind of dynamic where I, she just came out of nowhere and I think she kills it. I mean, I think, I think she's a great find and she is one of the breakout characters in the movie. And I would say the other breakout character was polka dot man. Who is played by David Dumalchian? Dumalchian. Dumalchian, and uh, he's you know he, he I guess he was what where, he's he's from Ant Man. Where else he's from? He's gonna be in Dune. But he's, he's been in a lot of comic yeah. book movies. He was like in The Dark Knight. He showed up in the um, a couple ep- an episode of Gotham. Like so many yeah. Flash, yeah. Flash, yeah. So many comic book DC shows and yeah, movies. He, Although I have seen him in a lot of other things, I, I this is a, probably the first time I re- really go, oh wow, this is a really good performance. You know, right. his portrayal of this, uh, you know, as a sad sack character, could, if it was anyone else, could have been very pathetic. <laughs> you know, well, that's what I that's what I didn't appreciate his death scene. I I, I thought he should have uh, when he was when he was um, you know shooting out uh, his his polka dots at mm-hmm. um, Starro. I thought he should have like shot out way uh, kept kept on going and pretty much depleting himself oh, he got of all excited. the energy or yeah whatever and uh, should have had he a hero a hero mo- yeah. moment yeah right yeah i know i i, I would have really loved if if he had stayed around a bit longer or um or if he had done a bit more damage but it, it, it's just a nitpicking on that one because I, yeah. I just would would have liked a little bit more and and a certain a little bit better death scene for him like the, I think, you know taking I, one for the team more more of it you yeah know? I think that's a good point I think that's a good critique because I I do felt like it was just me- meant for a joke you know it was just his death scene was just a joke it's a little bit of a disrespect of the character yeah but at the same time credit to james gunn for making us care for such a stupid character right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's true i mean i know. mean the way the character is written you know he potentially could have sucked up all the energy in any of the scene he's in because he's a a debbie downer you know <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Props to the actor, uh, the Malchian, the, the way he plays him, it's totally the opposite. I mean, he actually brings this kind of quiet sadness to the movie that's never overwhelming. And I, I became more fascinated with the character, especially in that one scene where we, where he needs to throw up the polka dots. Right. Yeah, because he be, he becomes like this elephant man, like yeah, the, the, character when when he doesn't like in. Uh, shoot it out whatever yeah like, shoot it out like he, it, it, it's we, fascinating and you know what he could have got his own series <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you, we learned that the polka dots are making him sick and and it would kill him if he doesn't throw up the, these dots and it's yeah like you were saying it makes him physically deformed and i thought that scene was very captivating in a kind of morbid way because it wasn't done 
as a joke, kind of like what his death scene was. I mean, his, his death scene was a joke, but this wasn't done as a joke and it wasn't making fun of the character. And it was really kind of showing us this very vulnerable side of this character. Yeah, it's I love that little vulnerable moments. And when we get these vulnerable moments for these characters, it really plays off very well. And I think maybe James Gunn's very good at doing those type of things. And Idris is Idris. He's a hero in every movie, so he he, he does he plays the hero perfectly. So, but the other uh, star maker on this one was uh, King Shark. Um, Steve Steve Agee with uh, being the the uh, I guess you could say the, the man in suit version of the King Shark, mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone doing the voice. Now, now I'm wondering when they were shooting did. Did they know that Sylvester Stallone was gonna always gonna be the voice? Because I would, I would wonder if, I, I if, read... Steve, if Steve if Steve was gonna was doing an impression of a Sly during the shooting. You know, <laughs> I, I read online uh, just just the other day that uh, James Gunn went through multiple different voice actors, but he said that when when he wrote the role, he always had Stallone in mind, but he was like a little embarrassed to ask him and wasn't oh. sure if it wasn't sure if it if it would work. But so he he tested out a bunch of actors, voice actors, and uh, some of his friends, and he just he wasn't satisfied, and he eventually just settled uh, or settled uh, decided to ask Stallone, and it, it worked perfectly. Yeah, it, it certainly did, and and <laughs> who knows, maybe Sly could get his uh, next Oscar. Voice voice actor. Yeah, that's a character I'd like to see come back, but. Uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird to see this iteration of King Shark like pop up in Aquaman two or something like that. You know, <laughs> like I, I would I would be pretty upset with Aquaman if he hurts this version of King Shark. <laughs> he only kind of belongs in this universe, this Suicide Squad universe. Yeah. What some What are some of the things you didn't like about the movie? Anyone? Uh, then Polka Dot Man's death. Um, I just wish the movie Pete, was funnier because I didn't Davis. laugh that much. Mm-hmm the comedy i left a couple i left a couple of times and the the joke that laughed made me laugh like really out loud was the the milton gag in in the third act oh yeah i thought that was hilarious i thought that yeah that that made me laugh out loud (laughs) i I love that bit but uh, the rest of the gags in the movie were more just like kind of small chuckles for me and i would have loved if you know there were like if i would have loved that some of the gags in the movie like some of the big jokes in the film had landed the way they did in deadpool 2 for me because i I, that's kind of what he was going for but it didn't quite get there for me Mm -hmm. but hey that's but one thing i gotta say positively about the humor though is i felt that the movie never stopped for the comedy like one of my criticisms of the second guardians film was that the movie constantly would stop to just do comedy and a lot of times the comedy wouldn't work so it's just like it was it felt like the movie was just wasting time i never felt that with this movie even though i do like guardians 2 slightly more than this <laughs> yeah i i agree i think this the, you know guardians 2 felt like a bigger version of guardians 1 or at least he's trying he was trying to or he was trying to do everything bigger or he was trying to capture the same spirit again and i he kind of he wasn't able to do it i think he kind of i think he kind of did though because i think the story of 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 uh i almost said suicide squad mm-hmm. 2 of guardians 2 is actually better than the story of the oh. first guardians i love the stuff with ego it's just the, the the comedy like the movie really stops to just do comedy in guardians 2 and sometimes it really wouldn't work 
and uh, that brought the movie down for me because I never felt that I never had that issue with the first Guardians. Yeah, well, I I thought the Guardians two was kind of like he added more music, he added more jokes, he added more of yeah. what people liked in the first movie, and I thought maybe. Uh, yeah, I think those are also things he liked about them. Yeah, as well. I mean, <laughs> I do find I do see some of those things in this movie as well. I mean, there is a lot of music, a lot of needle drops in this film. A lot of the same and, jokes. And they blended, they blended in perfectly the, the songs. You know, I, I, I never felt like the, there was music forced into the film. In this film? Yeah. The, the, my problem is like, uh, my problem is like, ultimately it ended up being a third act monster movie, you know, where it's, they're fighting a big monster. So I, I, I thought maybe he was going to really kind of reinvent something here. And yeah, but it ended up mean. becoming just a typical, you know, he's following the typical beats of a comic book movie. And yeah, but I mean, come on, it's Starro, dude. It was so cool. I mean, to see Starro so comics accurate, just, I mean, they even did the whole thing where like the people, like, they, he was like mind controlling, were, were like, you know, saying all his, were, you're following all his demands, saying all his words, you know, word by word. I mean, it was, it was perfect, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was and, blown away that they, that they, that they actually went that far with it. Yeah. Well, I see. I'm never. I was not. I never. I was never a big DC comic book guy. So I don't have a relationship with Starro. It's a Starro. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. don't have a relationship with Starro. I don't know much about the character, and uh, um, this is actually my first time really seeing the character or what it did or what it does. And um, and didn't cut it for you. Yeah. You I were did. like, well, man, I mean, Godzilla vs Kong was nothing. <laughs> this was nothing either. No. The thing is, I it made me, you know, once I watched that third act, and I go, oh, this reminds me of Hellboy, or this reminds me of some of the, something that Guillermo del Toro would have done, and I think he would have done it much better. And so, if, if that seeing these things, seeing this big monster movie things, it made me, for, it forced me to think of other movies that did it better, and mm. that that James Gunn failed at it i think it was just that's how i felt with the comedy because i was like constantly bringing up deadpool 2 right. throughout this review <laughs> no, it could have been it could have been a lot worse i mean yeah i remember i remember watching the first trailer for this and i was going what's the bad guy really is it just the gorillas or something and then i'm going oh this is james gunn it's probably going to be mr mixoplex and and i know that's going to be lame man so well let so, me ask you guys so starro is it's Perfect for me. Perfect, yeah. Let me ask you guys. So uh, James Gunn's been you know, doing a lot of interviews promoting the movie, mm -hmm. and he mentioned that in uh, uh, I, at one point um, something that was in consideration was to have Superman as the villain of the Suicide Squad. Uh, oh no, no, guys, no. That, that's too big of a property. Looks like Warner Brothers was going to let him do it. If it was, oh, well, they did. They did say you know go. Wait, it, go, uh, go for broke, whatever, are, whatever you want. Are you saying that this would tie in, tie in with the Zack Snyder's films? I don't know, but I, I, I would have been like, I guess a mind controlled Superman oh, or something like that. Oh, okay. Versus Suicide Squad. No, mm. I think that would be too much. I, I think it would have been. I, I, I'm not sure if it would have worked. Then, then let me ask you guys one more thing, because mm -hmm. then he's been he he's been again talking talking a lot in these interviews. He said another movie that he was considering doing was a movie based on crypto the super dog <laughs> and he and he was thinking that the plot would have been something like crypto would have escaped and would have been like wrecking the city and superman would have been <laughs> chasing him and trying to find him the whole movie 
What? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Next is gonna be Kryptonite fleas. I, 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 that's not. That's a horrible idea. I mean, <laughs> that, that's like him going back to Scooby Doo or something. Yeah. Was he joking about that or? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I, I read that. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> well, then what we got? It's uh, I'm grateful for what we got. Then I guess. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Sebastian the Rat. Who knows? Maybe Crypto the Super Dog would have been the movie of the year. <laughs> Well, that's definitely new. I, I'll, I'll give him that. It's not, that's something I've never seen before. <laughs> Superman chasing the dog. <laughs> um, all right. So um, I guess that's it. I mean, is there anything else you want to guys talk about? Um, are we missing something? I think we covered everything, right? You know, like we said, this is a, something that we recommend. We enjoyed the movie. I think it's a fun movie. And, and, and visually, I'll say this, visually, this is probably one of the better comic book movies I've seen recently. Uh, I wish it was a little more deeper. I wish it, had, it didn't follow the same kind of, you know, same structure of a lot of comic book movies. But, I mean, I, I think he played it a little bit too safe. When it comes when it came to the third act but i'm glad that he brought up some new things about the movie some things that i, I didn't see coming and um i think I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch this movie again to really kind of i'm, I'm assuming this is gonna get better at re-watching it yeah yeah this is definitely a rewatchable movie yeah well w let me ask you this what, what's your think of uh, james gunn's um future I mean, he's going to go back to directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but there's talks... And the holiday he, special. And the holiday special. And there's also talks that he might come back to DC. Uh, you think he there's an opportunity here where he could bounce back between the two companies? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's been kind of um, shooting down the idea that he's going to come back to Marvel. And um, I don't know. A lot of times when he talks about Marvel, he, he doesn't seem to talk about it as highly as he used to. And uh, he really seems to be very high on, on Warner Brothers because of all the creative freedom he got. But I know that once he's on set, you know, <laughs> making Guardians 3, you know, with Kevin Feige, mm -hmm. that he's, he's going to love it and he's going to make him an incredible offer and he's going to come back. And I know he's going to bounce back between the two. But uh, give the guy a break. I mean, he's, he's asleep. His hair turned white. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was our discussion on the Suicide Squad, which is uh, available now. And uh, yeah, go watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's also in theaters. And um, Rich, um, if people want to hear our past episodes, where can they, where can they go? Uh, they can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and they can find all our links at InsightFlix.com. All right. Thank you for listening to Insight Flicks. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. All right. Bye-bye.